I'm Shark Child, and this is The Dark Verse, a collection of my strange works with the sole purpose of sharing with you a unique world of horror and fantasy that will follow you to the visions of your sleep. I released this episode a little bit earlier than normal because I will be out of town the rest of the week. And each week that goes by, however, is another week closer to the release of the Dark Verse Volume 1 hardcover book from the Passages of Revenants. And it's even better now than it was last week, because the artist of the book, John Sifter, has redone the end sheet image and made it even more alluring than it already was. Prepare yourself! For now... Listen to a new story of the dark imaginative and dream of what is to come. This is episode 38 of The Dark Verse, and it is entitled The Taking of Hallowed Creation. The precious silver hovered over the menacingly heated embers. Its surfaces glimmered and sparkled with the reflection of flickering ash. Every curve and groove of this magnificent creation completed in shape to form the perfect fork, the serpent's fork. A long, slender handle fell downward, widening at the bottom into a wonder of embossed swirls. The head opened into four piercing tines, each with the precision of cut and detail to match the horn of a unicorn. While the serpent's fork suspended above the blazing embers, the heat began to influence the metal. The trueness of the fork's substance waned as it slowly unfolded with expansion. The head of the fork bent forward, and then the tines sagged to the sides, two tines to the left, and two to the right. As they drooped downward, they curled, the innermost tines twisting tremendously, while the outer two only slightly. Just as the molten fork reached this moment of design, a gust of icy wind surged across it and the ledge that the burning embers laid upon, high within an almighty canyon. Splendid, the Artecraft said, before walking up to the circle of cooled ashes and grasping the serpent's fork from the air. His voice lingered in the canyon's hold. The Artecraft's hair was wild and gray, but his years were still youthful. He wore a dark blue vest, leather pants, and boots. The shadows in his eyes were deep, as were his longings for the unattainable. With the serpent's fork in his hand, the artecraft dove off the ledge from which he stood. He held the fork before him as he shot downward like an arrow. Once he held this position firmly, he began shouting an incantation, although it was lost in the wind. 
Each moment that passed brought him quickly closer to what was to be the conclusion of his fall. He maintained his position. He continued his spell. And when the artifact should have splattered across the earth, he continued through it, plummeting into unknown depths. The layers of rock around him melted into air as he passed, allowing his unhindered entrance. Once in the surroundings of sediment, wind resistance vanished, and the speed of the artifact increased. Faster and faster he fell as gravity was allowed to exponentially pull upon his mass. The air around him began to burn. He began to burn. The speed of his fall continued to grow. Then, suddenly, he crashed horribly into a wall that would not give under his enchantment. He crumpled under the impact like a meteor, terrifically beneath the surface of the earth. I was the first and only of my kind to greet the stranger called the Artocraft. I was in the middle of manipulating temporal space, defining it and materializing it. One colony of particles became another. One colony of particles was disposed of, and in the place of it, another was created. Heat made what I did an easy task. It was my tool but also my life force. The artifact came plunging into the great under as I worked. His hair and clothes had been seared off, his flesh had wrinkled and withered horribly. There was almost nothing left of the man he once was, but he was alive, and he held the serpent's fork tightly in his hand. Not but a few paces from the location of his landing, I stood. Burning stones of ruby hovered all around. Lights flashed impulsively, fast and slow, fast and slow. The sound of friction crackled, ripped, and tore through the scene, acting like a chorus of disorderly singers. How do you plan on getting back? I asked the artifact in a tongue he most likely did not understand. I did not even look at him while I spoke. I had all but impatience for creatures from the upper lands, although very rarely did one ever appear. When I have the want, it should not be a problem, he answered in my language, surprisingly. This place is not meant for your kind, I said. I know, but I must admit it was rather easy getting here, he replied. I did not like the tone of his voice. So I see, I said while glancing again at the serpent's fork. You've modified it. Don't act surprised. I grinned. The only way to use the fork properly was to manipulate it. Its power was linked to my power, to heat. I was now slightly intrigued by this man. What is your name? I asked. The Artocraft. Well, Artocraft. I am afraid I am going to have to detain you. Yes, but not as you expect. I turned to face this man now. He had my attention, and I was interested to hear just what he believed. Oh yes, and how so? Like this, 
the artifact said, digging upon a scarred wound on his side. The charred flesh fell away under his fingers without resistance. It was nothing but flakes. From within the wound, he pulled a rune stone tied to a thin wire. As soon as the rune stone was free from his body, he flung it at me with incredible speed. The rune stone began to melt when it entered the great under, and by the time it hit my body, it was so soft that it slid right into me. The wire unwound within the man as the rune stone entered my body, pulling also the wire into me. After an almost instantaneous moment, the length of the wire ran its course and detached completely from the artifact, fully vanishing within me. For a brief time I was fine, but then suddenly my consciousness slid back behind my eyes, falling away into the vague arena of thought. The resourceful magician took control of me. From the movement of my limbs and use of my tongue in speech to the unfurling of my prestigious power. He had transferred his full essence into my own and bested it. I had been internally waylaid and turned into a mere passenger of my own life. I did not even know that such connivory existed. I was given no goodbyes or last revelments of my home. The artifact exuded the power that was now at his command and ascended us immediately towards his own domain. All he needed, wanted, was my power, and once he had it, he no further cared for the great under. I was what he sought. There was, however, one peculiar element of the artifact's plan that I noticed. Before leaving the Great Under, he had not reacquired the serpent's fork from his abandoned body. It was strange for the man to overlook such a crucial detail, for in doing so, he had forfeited his ability to return to the Great Under, regardless of my power, which could only rise as heat rises. My body was not made to withhold the standards of the upper lands. In only a brief duration... My body would die unless returned for replenishment to its natural realm. But where I saw a mistake, the artifact saw no loss. He had never meant to return to the Great Under, ever. He arrived at the surface of the Upper Lands and at once began to work with the powers of creation. He constructed for three full days before completing what he set out to craft. And on that third day, when our strength had drained and our dying breath had begun, he bounded onward into his new vessel, the one for which he so viciously yearned. My last sights of those things I knew were of the artifact flying us into the sky on wings of galactic architecture, deep into the nether of space. By the speed of light, the cosmic machine took us to our destination and crashed us into the core of a distant star. The artifact, the perished sower, and I, my failing body revived by unfathomable, consequential heat, the seed of interstellar life.
That concludes episode 38 of The Dark Verse. If you want to download all of my past episodes, you can do so at thedarkverse.com or on iTunes. And if you have an extra minute or two, please give me a review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. If you want to check out all of the artwork that Mr. John F. Stifter has created, and I suggest you do so, go to quantumcathedral.com. That's quantumcathedral.com. It's a pretty crazy page. Your mind might be blown off a little bit. All right. Have a great rest of the week. I know I will, because I'm going to Las Vegas. All stories on the dark verse are the sole property of Sharkchild and cannot be used for distribution, publication, or monetary gain without my written consent. Sleep deeply and remember to love. Love.